and we are live welcome everybody to ask a wizard hello yes we have an intro video now that's where you guys can hang out and chat before the stream begins and book your live wizard readings for free or paid on the stream like arwen did by liking and sharing the stream which you can do as well share this stream and you will like it and share it and you qualify for a free live wizard reading Boys and girls, we have a great stream for you guys today. My goodness, the content we have for you is going to probably destroy your entire perceptions of reality. Everything that you believe to be true, I mean that, quite literally, is probably going to be changed today based on what you see. Some of the most bizarre things I have ever discovered um, in, in quite some time, this is absolutely incredible so let's get right on into it i don't know why that window keeps popping up please stay down and where is my there we are take off the overlay here oh hillbilly genius puts elon musk to shame my goodness we this man is just brilliant and we're going to be learning a skill that you guys can be applying nice gift by the way well thank you very much <laughs> thank you very much arwen uh, arwen i know you have an owl name what was your owl name let me know in the comments below and i will uh use it if, if you so desire um you guys are gonna be seeing some just just incredible it's incredible how intelligent this man is um he is a legend of the internet and next we're gonna be talking about the entire nation an entire nation of people has been completely covered up by the global elite so it seems that's the theory that's the mystery we'll be talking about today and i'm going to be completely assaulting insulting and attacking the cult of scientism which i believe is gone too far it is over the top and it is time for it to get a good old slap on the head and a tisk tisk because quite frankly they're getting to the point where they were in the soviet union and we know what happens there they go genocidal so we're not going to let them play their silly games they are philosophically foolish and we are going to be pointing out some of the reasons why secretly long legs owl that's what it is awesome all right boys and girls let us begin our journey today and starting off as always with our week of oh it didn't work at all this weekend weird all right boys and girls plane makes emergency landing in minnesota this is fascinating absolutely fascinating and oh thank you very much yes please support if you'd like to support send letters to p.o box 8888 -1 missoula montana and 59807 zip code you can send those there uh send your support financial or morale boosting either one works if you'd like me to read it on air i will read those letters on air and you can send support at paypal.me forward slash ask a wizard if you do support you will get a three card reading during the show so if you're interested in doing that that's the places to do it if you do those things let me know in the chat as well all right thank you for letting reminding me about that plug the plane makes an emergency landing in minnesota all right let's get this thing this is just incredible this happened this week um very very cool stuff uh let's see get my owl overlay so it looks more professional even though it kind of defeats the purpose since i already showed you it but whatever we'll make it work <laughs> uh all right let's go check this out this is minnesota this week check this this is just incredible boom 
lands it right between the cars. I don't know. Does he hit that car? It looks like maybe a maybe a bump or two, maybe a slight bump. My goodness, look at this. Let's see it again. Boom! Sticks that landing right in between. Very good. It's a tiny little plane there. I wonder if it'll show it to us one more time. Let's see this. Check this. Boom! Look at that. It's like the perfect size to land on a freeway. Isn't that crazy? My goodness. Imagine being these cars right here. <laughs> you're just you're just coming home from work and all of a sudden you just see a plane landing in front of you. What do you do? I'm surprised they didn't slam on their brakes. I mean, it seems like that would be my natural response. I'd even hate to be more this guy. You're like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. What the heck is that? You probably don't even see it because you're not looking in the back mirror. And then you just check in your rear view mirror and you're like, oh. <laughs> absolutely incredible. So this is uh, one of the weird things going on in our lives today. Let's get one more shot of that. Look at that bad boy just coming in here. Doesn't even care. I'm landing right between these cars. Boom. Perfectly landing. Sticking the landing. Very awesome. So that's what's going on in the news today. Everything else is irrelevant. Um, if you're watching anything other than that, you're wasting your time. Uh, do not waste your time because, uh, frankly, the news is just trash and garbage and has nothing of value and is not worth watching in any way. So I've covered all of the important news for you today. <laughs> All right, let's move right on to the history's mysteries for today. This is really, really cool stuff. So I have been looking into this pretty much all day of Sunday and pretty much all day today. You can ask Alex about it. I've been ranting and raving. This is very, very bizarre history's mystery. I highly recommend you guys check this stuff out. It is incredible. I'd start yelling and panicking, then realize the person in the other is otherwise super talented with flying and all, all it's like. Yeah, exactly. It's like he's a legend, but also it's terrifying. <laughs> um, this is the Tartarian hidden nation this is really incredible stuff this is something we're going to have in a future lecture as well this is about the his story his story um about how history isn't really uh accurate reflection of what's happened it's more just like some dudes who got paid by people who won to write it down it's a little odd and so um this is one of those history things that seems to really stick out and um no one really can explain it very well. So I'm going to be showing you what the history mystery is. So the theory is uh, that there is a land called Tartaria, also known as uh, Tartarian. Uh, Tartai is some, another way it's pronounced sometimes. Um, but more like, I call it Tartaria because it sounds cooler. And um, it was this massive nation that existed, apparently uh, connecting the Americas Russia and Asia all together uh, not all of Asia but some parts of Asia and it was a distinct nation of people um, it has countless historical references this is something that you find all over the place and it's not in a ooh the mysterious land of Tartaria that we've never visited no it's like oh yeah we do trade with the Tartarians they're very good at exporting these vital pieces of metal that we need for our construction just very commonplace very uh, basic standard references to Tartaria and uh, very very odd 
you find it mentioned throughout our cultural literature too. It's in mentioned in Shakespeare in many of his plays. You find it mentioned uh, indirectly in the Bible. Uh, a lot of trade and uh, supplies and things of that nature mentioned dealing with the Tartarians. It's actually in our maps, like all of the maps around the world as a nation, uh, up until the 17th century. So this is very recent. So like before, right around when America is becoming a country, Tartaria is still a place that everyone knows and references as the Tartarians. Now it gets a little weird. So Tartarians apparently are a very old race of people going all the way back to past the ancient Egyptians. Um, and there's whole sorts of lore and whatnot thrown into this. And this is where it starts to get a little weird. So they're saying like, Basically, it sounds like Tartaria was like Middle Earth. There's giants that are there, really, really tall people, very, very small people, dwarves, um, different sects, different tribes. And um, very big piece is that they had advanced design and technology. They're incredibly gifted at stone craftsmanship. And um, that was one of their big claims to fame is their, their incredibly uh, intricate and advanced technology when it came to architectural design. Now, you might be asking yourself, all right, Todd, so there's this giant nation stretching across Russia, Asia, America. Why have I never heard of it in any of my schools? Well, as you guys know, school is a complete lie machine. It has nothing of value. You should just do what you need to do to get by, uh, scoot on through, and uh, learn for yourself. Become a self-educated person. That's what being an owl is all about. Um, but here are some of the things that we found about it that are very interesting. Um, this particular slide here, though, is to note uh, the architectural design is what you see here. So this is known as Tartarian design. Now, what makes this theory very interesting is... Um, you find these buildings sprinkled all throughout the areas that used to be mapped as Tartaria. And um, it's this design that otherwise doesn't make sense. You find it in the Asias, you find it in Russia, you find it in uh, America, all across the board, this similar architecture, even though there shouldn't be any cultural connections there. Uh, to make matters more interesting, what we find is that the theory is that perhaps these buildings were built before by the Tartarians thousands of years ago. And um, as we invaded the land, people took over these buildings and just used them for themselves. And that's um, part of the explanation. Now, the reason and evidence they have to support this particular architectural claim is if you look at some of these buildings, and you can check this out for yourself if you live in America, um, a lot of the Capitol buildings are built with Tartarian architecture, or the White House, for example. And if you look at them, it's incredible. If you know anything about craftsmanship, uh, building houses, stoneworking, it is just the most incredible undertaking financially that you could imagine. Uh, Time-wise, this, this is stuff that's insane. Now, you have to imagine, these things are built kind of like cathedrals. And many cathedrals take hundreds, sometimes even three, four, even 500 years to build. And what's odd is you find them in America. And you have to ask yourself, how, how do you build a building without anyone bringing much attention to it um, in America in the 17th century? 
keep in mind this is you know before electricity power They're, these guys are doing this with saws buggies horse buggies um and they're making these massive stone infrastructures in america it would have had to be in a time frame of less than 25 30 years with no major technological advancements and it's kind of odd it's like how do you make a building that takes 500 years to build and how do you make it in 20 years when you have no advanced technology at all and so that's kind of where the theory comes in as we go deeper, we find that even the CIA has documentation about Tartaria. And what gets even more bizarre is why it might be gone. So the CIA documents that were recently de declassified about Tartaria say that the communist government of Russia and China both sought out to expunge the historical record of the Tartarians. Um, it basically was going against their desires. As you know, communism is the uh, one of the most evil systems you can imagine. It's genocidal, murderous. It is the definition of hatred of humanity. And one of the things they try to expunge is the individuality of the human. And so you can't have people who are proud of their nation or proud of their people in a communist state because the communist state is a act of satanic evil. So uh, they try to expunge these things. And the CIA documented the expunding, uh, expunction of this particular people. This group existed in not just like mythology, but up until the 17th century, they existed in our maps. As in, we designed our maps. You can still buy globes and maps that reference Tartaria. It was even included in the 18th century, as we have this photo down here below, um, in the f nation of flags. Tartaria had two nation flags, one for essentially the, uh, the West and the East, the Americans and the uh, Russian and Asian sectors of Tartaria. Up until the 18th century, they had their flags. Now, this is where, um, obviously, uh, we have to make a pretty bold claim. Tartaria's symbol, as you can see here, for their flag of nations up until the 18th century, was an owl on a flag. That's right, an owl on a flag. <laughs> now, what I'm saying is... I think the owls are uh, lineal, lineologically linked to the Tartaria. I think that we are the Tartarians. Um, I think that we now take claim to all Tartarian history, all infrastructure, all buildings, um, our people, the owls, now take ownership for that. We are continuing our lineage. And um, I think that as a people, we can all accept that Tartarian history is our history the history of the owls we are unique people uh we are recognized uh by our unique culture and i think that that is the path forward for us on this history's mysteries but now that we've talked about tartaria now that we've talked about the history what do you guys think what do you think of this what are your thoughts what comes to your mind do you think it's real do you think it's fake what do you think's going on with this bizarre tartarian nation I'm sorry, but I have to leave. Really, I hope my evening is delightful and have a good day. Good. See you later. Secretly long legs out. No problem at all. So what do you guys think this bizarre situation is? It's pretty freaky, isn't it? <laughs>
it's like i don't i don't know what to make of it myself it, it is quite odd um i love that they have an owl flag yes that does play in part why i know about them uh people obviously sending it and saying oh you're part of the illuminati conspiracies yes and i do take claim i think that the owls are responsible for all of this architecture um i think that's a fact um i, I prove me wrong prove me wrong and perhaps there were giants and dwarves. I like to think that there were. I like to think that there really were giants and dwarves um, because then Middle Earth is real and it's my people and I am the wizard from that part. And it makes total sense to me. Uh, I do have Saxon heritage, so that seems to be uh, in alignment with the dragon flag here on the left. So perhaps, perhaps that is the history of my people. I am Tartarian. All right, now we're going to move on to Live Wizard readings. Um, I think Secretly Long Eggs Owl is the only one that's looking for a Live Wizard reading, um, and they are leaving early, so uh, we're going to move right along here. Unless there's anybody else who wants a Live Wizard reading, let me know in the comments below. All you need to do is like the stream, share the stream. That's how you qualify for that Live Wizard reading. Uh, let me know, and if not, I will add you to the list for the uh, next part of the segment. We'll do Live Wizard readings at the end as well. All right, going once going twice and sold all right moving on to incredible videos do 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 today we're gonna be seeing hey how's it going jason we have mud floods more mud floods and a kraken all right let's get these videos going right now get that overlay going such a cool overlay everyone thinks it's pretty awesome all right, so check this out. So part of Tartarian research, um, which I didn't go into, is there's a strong uh, group of people uh, who very much, very much believe that Tartarian buildings were buried under dirt uh, through mudslides. And I was like, what do you mean mudslides? How does that, how does that work? So I, uh, of course, researched the phenomenon. I had never seen or heard of such a thing. But apparently this is what mudslides not only can do but just do all the time i had no idea did you know the earth just turns into jello and kills buildings i didn't check this out boom yeah that's just a house collapsing the, the dirt just became water for no reason these dudes are just chilling what in the world? look at that just liquefying just liquefying now the argument here is tartarian architecture is made out of uh, stone and so rather than crumbling they just kind of get buried and so that's why when you look at these old buildings which you can check out for yourself if you have like a post office for example you might uh, be one of the uh, tartarian post office here in america um i don't know if it's post office or capital building something along those lines you could recognize the architecture um, they seem to be sunken into the ground. They'll have like windows that were built but are now like halfway covered in earth. It's very bizarre. Check this out. Look at that. That's just the earth just becomes jello and it just destroys buildings. Look at that. That's just a sea. A sea of land. Oh my gosh. It's just so bizarre. That house is just turned to dust. All we are is dust in the wind. Jeez, man, it's just insane. Absolutely incredible. 
horrifying. Just horrifying. Had no idea this was possible. Anybody ever sent Tyler? Okay, okay, okay. So this mud flood thing, it seems to be destroying stuff. But this doesn't look like the most uh, advanced architectural designs I've ever seen, right? This is something that happens maybe in third world countries. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we here in America are much more advanced. Well, well. Oh, ye. Oh, ye of little faith in the power of third world innovation. Those guys are actually pretty legit. They, they really got their stuff together. You, you don't... You don't want to be going and guessing, ah, I don't think so. I don't think these guys are so impressive. So let's, let's show you, let's show you more, I don't know, first world example, shall we? All right, here we are in global news. Check this out. This is just, dude's just out camping, out just camping and having some fish. No big deal, right? Just chilling. This freaks me out because this looks a lot like what Montana is like. Uh, this is where I live now. Um, you know, just this river situation, beautiful trees, pristine nature. You're just out on the river. You hear panicking beginning, right? But why? What are they panicking about? Why do you hear a commotion? They're running. They're running. Get in the boat. Get in the boat. Get in the boat. <laughs> no. No, that's not a T-Rex you hear smashing through the forest, my friends. It's something much more real. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jeez, just cleared out of the a forest, just completely gone, just just wiped away. Look at that, hundred-year-old trees just wiped away in a second. Look at this, he's dodging the the tree debris. It almost hit him all the way out there. That's how much force it had. Oh my gosh, that's absurd. Barely made it, dude. Lucky guy. So those, those are mud floods. So um, apparently they're a real thing. Had no idea. Uh, researching Tartaria um, has shown me that I need to be more worried about mud. I had no idea mud was such a threat. Uh, quite frightening indeed. Now, of course, what would the stream be without a reference to some bizarre animal attack? So let's get that up on the road. We're going to wrap this mud flood incredible video sequence up with... A Kraken, baby Kraken attack. That's right. This is a baby Kraken going at a surfer today. Or I guess, a, what do you call that? Paddleboard? Paddleboard, maybe? Let's check this out. Just chilling. He's just chilling. Oh. Could you imagine you're just sitting on a surfboard and this comes up to you? Check this out. Oh, <laughs> it's gone. No. Oh, gosh. No, no. I hate, I hate the ocean, man. 
So this octopus is just consuming his ship. Now, this is very interesting because the behavior that this octopus is exuding right now um, is actually a theory. So people believe that the Kraken, you know, the whole stereotype of the Kraken coming and destroying ships and breaking them down and with its mighty tentacles and that whole uh, shenanigans. Um, the theory is that the reason they don't do it anymore is because ships have gotten much bigger. But back in the day, ships used to only be 10, 15 feet long. And uh, the giant squids and octopus can get up to 30 to 50 feet long. So the idea was as the ships got bigger, they stopped eating them. Now you have to keep in mind, octopus and squid are extremely intelligent too. So they're able to adapt and change. So if they notice there's easy food at the top, um, there's even evidence that they teach their young. It's very bizarre. Um, and so... Uh, you see the octopus here kind of attacking this surfboard like it would be a small ship. You see him wrapping around stereotypical way, just like the Kraken does, getting his tentacle up there. And uh, per the per the the lore, he has to just abandon ship because that's that Kraken has taken his boat down with him. Oh my gosh, I would not be able to jump in with that thing. That's just freaky. Gosh, I hate, I hate sea creatures. <laughs> it's freaking amazing stuff amazing it kind of looks like my cousin <laughs> let's just see if that's brett brett if brett if you're here let me know in the comments below is that you i don't even know <laughs> all right so that is our incredible videos for today boys and girls now we're gonna get into some more awesome stuff i, I don't know why my, my, my computer's trying to take a screenshot right now um let's let's try and not do that and we're gonna move on to this segment which my goodness this is i think we're gonna need to keep this to be a continual segment here um this is something i want to start it's called legends of the internet the hillbilly genius who put elon musk to shame so every youtuber i've researched that does live streams um and twitch streamer and TikTok streamer, basically every live streaming platform, they build their following off of uh, insulting and degrading and putting down other channels. That's that's what I've noticed is the general theme is you attack channels that are bigger than you, you insult them with the goal of being so obnoxious, so annoying, so uh, just all around awful to be around that the bigger influencer is required to address you which gets you marketing for your business and then sends 20 percent of their audience your way um i'm not gonna do that i think that's just stupid and evil i get that it's effective uh, i don't care i'm not interested in growing my business in that way um as you guys know one owl is worth a thousand eyeballs to me and so what i want to do is instead turn that on its table and i want to promote amazing people that i find on youtube and showcase their brilliance and this man inspired that because i was watching him on sunday and was so just inspired by how incredibly intelligent and just just humble this man is he is really really amazing so we're gonna be showing you guys him right now um, I'll be plugging his channel, of course. And also, he's going to be teaching you a skill 
that if you learn how to do this, this could literally save your life. He's going to be teaching you something that could save your life. Um, if the government decided to turn off your power, you could use this technology he invented that he's giving away for free, by the way, um, that you could use yourself. It, it, it's absolutely incredible guy. Ah, great. We got an ad. All right. Let's, let's, let's burn this ad out. We got two. One. Skip that. All right. Boom. So the man's name is Luke Fagate. Let's get this overlay off so you guys can uh, go on over and subscribe to him if you so desire. Uh, uh, Luke Fugate, you can get him at Luke uh, space Fugate, that's F-U-G-A-T-E, uh, right here. Um, the title of this video is Water Generator run, Running Off Off-Grid Cabin. This is incredible. All right, without further ado, let's check out this legend of the internet. The man who makes Elon Musk look like a complete, complete loser. Uh, absolute disgrace. I'm sorry, there's like a weird bar coming across the screen. Can you guys see that? Is that showing up on the screen for you? Um, I don't know why that's happening. Let's see. What is that? It seems to be a plus size minimize. I'm not sure. Uh, come on. Whatever, we'll leave it at this and hope that we're just gonna have to deal with it. This is Luke. What up, Luke? Check this guy out. He's got tons of videos. Definitely subscribe, definitely comment. Alright, I have my water turbine actually making power. So this dude is taking a uh, water turbine. This is something you usually you power. Um, you can, you can power it with a, uh, like a gas generator is similar. That's what a turbine is. So turbines, you know, if you've ever used a power generator, uh, you put in gas, you turn it on, it goes boom and then spins the belt and it spins that wheel. That's what generates the power. So this is one that he set up specifically to run off of water. All right, now I turned it off so I can show you, but all right, you remember the alternator now, one of the downsides that you have with water generators is you, you, you need a lot of water to make one work to powerhouse typically. That's kind of the downside. That's why a lot of people tend to go with gas is, um, you know, just having access to water in the quantities necessary to make it work just isn't realistic. So, for example, what you're looking at here uh, with Luke's little stream, this isn't going to power a generator typically. But, unfortunately for you, Luke is a genius. Yeah, you know, you know, he's just out in the woods. This man right here, that's Luke. Luke is out here in the woods, alone, off the grid, with no power, no connection to the internet. Well, he might have connection to the internet at this point with his power access. Um, building and engineering advanced generators of power on his own, from his own design. Now, something about Luke, this is something I wanted to bring up because Luke is what everyone would call or stereotype as like a hillbilly. You, you hear his accent, 
you see him living out in the woods and you think, oh, that's, that's a hillbilly, right? He's smarter than all of you. He's smarter than me. He's smarter than you. He's, he is a brilliant man. And I find it really compelling because there's this stereotype people have that when they hear a country accent, they think that that's less intelligent. And look at Luke. <laughs> this, I would, if I had to pick between having an engineer on my team, we need to build the coolest thing for a competition. I'm picking Luke in terms of building something that's actually cooler over Elon Musk. I don't think Elon Musk is going to build anything that cool. I think he might outpromote me. He might be a better marketer. But Luke is going to build something way cooler. Uh, and also, I put on alternating north-south, north-south, and there's twice as many. There are 24 magnets around that rotor now instead of 12. So he's taken his water generator and added magnetic magnets all around the inside so that it's causing the rotation of the wheel to be half the uh, requirement of a rotation. So he's taking that little tiny stream and he's doubling the output of it from this tiny stream uh, with the same machine just by opening it up, redesigning it with magnetic force. I love how he, his hillbilly nature too comes through, which is really great because you know it's like he you know inside his mind it's like this this just layer of genius architecture going on, and we're gonna get to actually see the machine in action here in just a bit. Um, but he his verbal as it comes out of his mouth, yeah, you know, it's like it's you know like twelve. It's like it's about half you know he's, he's he's simplifying down which is something that you typically think of um you associate that and you think oh that's that's less intelligent and what you don't realize is that's actually the mark of being more intelligent the capacity to communicate in a more simplistic easier to understand and cutting out the fat way is actually a marketable sign of high intelligence um that's why you see people who um, are trying to put on a show of intelligence, trying to use bigger words than they understand. I, actually, Alex was just showing me the other day. Um, she comes in and she's like, what does this word mean? And I'm like, uh, it's a long word. And she is like, and I explained it to her. I can't remember what the word was. Um, and, and she's like, wait, but that doesn't make any sense in the context of their comment. I'm like, yeah, it's because they want you to sound smarter than they are. <laughs> People use bigger words thinking it makes them sound more intelligent. Uh, rather than using them because they're the best word for the job and you you get this uh, effect that lets you clearly see oh that person is stupid and wants to be thought of as smart and that's a good way of identifying them which means if the generator was making power and going back and forth we're going to skip ahead here um, you guys should watch this whole thing but I want you to actually see the equipment here so he's hooked this yellow this orange tube I should say up to the generator. Let's, let's open this bad boy up. 
Let's check this out. Okay, there you can see. There's a nozzle on this side. And a nozzle on this side. And actually, I've left it so that I can put a cap. Are you realizing that you could build this out of Home Depot parts for like 50 bucks? Wait till you see what it's able to do. Just tinkering away, fixing it. It's like, I don't think it needs it. Now, keep, look at this stream. That's not, that is not a big stream, guys. That is a very, very small source of water. <laughs> Alright. So... Now, this thing's getting powered by water, and it's getting double the output because he redesigned it with magnetic force. Okay. As you can see, it's just spinning pretty good. Let me go close this cover. I'll show you what it looks like with the cover. He's going to close up the cover. So, as you can see, excess water reflowing right back into the river. So, nothing being lost. This is no, no waste. Boom. So Refills the river. Yes, of course. And that thing's still so going. Coming in, spinning the uh, wheel. All right, so now we're going to go hop along this way. Um, I don't know how much power it's really putting out. Uh, I, we're going to see how much power it's putting out, okay? So he's got this thing is wired up all the way back to his cabin out in the middle of the woods. Check out this box. He built this cabin himself with his own hands out in the woods. He built this. You can watch it on his channel. And what are you doing? You look at these people. You say, you say, oh, he's a hillbilly. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's a, doesn't know anything. He didn't go to college. He doesn't have an education. This man would school every professor in the country at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> show me the professors who have built their own houses from scratch on their own off the grid with no power source and then power it with the water stream by their home of the generator they invented themselves tell me We've got it is sprinting pretty good that is correct <laughs> quote from luke All right, we're gonna we're gonna skip ahead here. I just want you. This is the setup he's got here. Again, if you guys want to watch this and build it for yourself, check it out. That's his power box for his cabin. Boom. That's right. He's powering his off-grid cabin completely through water power. Not a single dollar spent on energy, and he's doing that right here. Now, um, we're going to skip. He goes through quite a bit. He struggles a little bit with the technology, showing the camera, but you know what? He's off the grid. He probably isn't doing too much content. Um, what I want to note here is he has uh, 14 volts coming through. Um, 12 volts is what's typically required to run his cabin. So he actually has excess of electricity, which is getting stored into the battery as a backup generator. So if there's any disruption in his power, it's going to kick back on. Um, yeah, exactly. You want, oh, BB says, I want Luke to teach me electrical engineering. Me too. I love this guy. I want to put out more videos. He's, he's really awesome. Um, 
And so that's it, guys. This is Luke. Uh, this is Luke. Let me get his channel. I'll plug it again. Luke Fugate. Please go subscribe to him. Like his videos. Share his videos. Let him know that the owls, uh, that you are an owl and that the wizard has sent you here. Because this man is a legend and he needs way more subscribers. Look at this. He's got 16.5K subscribers right now. He has 568,000 views. This man needs more subscribers. Let's get this guy to the moon. He, he's crushing. <laughs> all right um so that is luke that is the man that i believe is far more intelligent far more intelligent than elon musk this guy puts him to shame he is a legend and he is the man now we're going to do a little science experiment in the theme of today um this is something that's going to kind of is something that i want the owls to really start taking uh part in and this is the recreation of scientific experimentation and doing experiments on your own and enjoying the the process of living and creating building and growing and creating things in the real world whether that's growing your own garden building your own technology uh setting up houses building and growing and creating this is the theme of what it means to be an owl and um, I have a fantastic video here to show you guys today of a man who invented a machine that can literally pull electricity that powers his generator out of the sky. Absolutely incredible. Um, it's not, not the most practical thing. It's not something you are actually gonna be going and implementing yourself. Um, however, it is uh, a great experiment that I think would be really fun for you to try for example if you have like a cheap drone this is something you could recreate at home um and getting connected to the real world again is really um i think really crucial here so we're going to be showing you a guy who manages to power a generator from the sky alone and uh this is pretty darn awesome let's get right on into it here's my corona motor running on atmospheric electricity so that's what's called a corona uh, motor the only time we say that word around here uh, <laughs> corona motor um which is able to be powered by static electricity um what makes this very unique is that it can turn a very small electrical charge into a pretty big power source um, this should be strong enough to say charge an iphone for example and he's hooked up a copper wire to a drone and he's currently flying it into the air. So this is explaining what I was saying. This corona motor converts um, energy in the sky into energy that can be used in a typical electrostatic motor. So at 400 feet, he's able to power this generator. That's four stories. Or eliminate any effect the hexacopter might have on the atmospheric electricity. 
took a couple of trips on the large fields to work out all the kinks. You're setting it up on the first trip. You know, you see him messing around with it. So this guy has created a generator out of just the sky's energy alone and now is able to run a generator just by being in the sky. No other force. He's just flying up into the air and he is powering his generator through the energy that is latent in the atmosphere alone. And check this out. You can watch it moving right there. Oh, he got shocked. <laughs> Check it that. So that is a science experiment. Now, what am, am I saying you should go out and make this exact thing? If you want to, for sure, go out and try it. But uh, more importantly, what I want to talk about is how do you start doing this kind of thing? Because um, your education system has been designed to tell you that you can't do this. You're too stupid. You're too dumb. This is for the science people. The science people get to do this kind of stuff. Uh, you get to sit at home and watch the science people and clap and pay for their products. Uh, that's nonsense. That's not true. Uh, you do not need a degree. You do not need um, approval. You don't need people to say what you can and can't do. You can start doing this right now. And how do you start doing this? It's not by studying the field. It's not by going to school and studying math and studying engineering in school. That's not how you learn how to do these things. How you learn to do these things is by looking to references of what other people are creating or have created in the past. So you wanna find references. So for example, Nikola Tesla has a lot of um, electrical engineering written down that you could try and recreate today with the added advantage of modern technology and modern insights. So that's how you build new things. Go and see the things that were not really recognized in the past. Identify the stuff that people kind of just ignored a little bit and then try to recreate it using modern technology and modern materials. And that's how you invent and create new things by building on the shoulders of giants. The learning, the math and, and the, the routine nonsense is what they're trying to teach you to do is become a drone and a slave. They don't want you building new things. They won't want you inventing new things. They don't want you exploring and creating science. They want you to go and fill in a little job slot and click your keys so that they can get the output out of you so that you make enough money to be happy and not kill yourself and be happy enough just to squeak by. That's the whole machine's design. You don't need to do any of that. You can start doing chemical experiments in your home today. You can start doing engineering in your home today. You can start doing art design, writing, creating poetry today. You can build a garden today. Build, grow, and create. That's what the owls are about. And I want us to start doing this. And I'm going to be sending you guys some inspiration now and again from other people who are doing amazing and excellent things at home and giving you some experiments to try for yourself. And so that is our topic for build, grow, and create. And now we're gonna move right on in to our lecture. 
for the day. <clears throat> Can you attach the wire to a balloon instead of a drone? Oh, look at that. That's OPB's thinking with portals right there. That is genius. Uh, that's a great question. Maybe we should try it. That's that's awesome. I wonder how much is a Corona how much is a Corona motor cost? Could Ask a Wizard afford that? Could we put that into our budget? Is it like 50 grand cuz I mean we could totally f afford 50 grand. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look here. So, practical philosophy. Today we're going to be talking about the cult of scientism. This is a controversial topic that's going to get reactions from people on Reddit that um, are very angry, um, mostly because Reddit is filled with bad people. That being said, we're going to have fun with it. Let's begin. So, you guys heard me say on the previous stream, the Bible's more reliable than science, and um, now I've clarified that with Logos plus predictive is greater than science. Um, and as you can see, the soy boy is freaking out over here. On the, This is every single guy who's like, science is amazing, man. It's like, I totally love science. It's so cool. Yeah, those people. You, you've all met those people. Um, the reason why I say what I say, and I call it the cult of scientism, because science is now a religion. It's no longer a philosophy. Um, is because of quite a few points, but we're going to be covering a few of them. Uh, here today. The first one is that 52% of peer-reviewed science can't be re reproduced. That means that modern science is less reliable than a coin flip. Um, you are relying on science and you uh, are then basically saying, hey, 50-50, this kills me or not. Uh, very unreliable uh, source of information in modern day. Second reason is that it makes a humongous false philosophical assumption many false philosophical assumptions but one that really irks me because of how just incredibly stupid it really is so we'll be talking about that as well um science is not responsible for inventing pretty much anything <laughs> it's like it's science uh always is taking credits for all these things that they've invented and created they're like you're saying science sucks while talking into a computer yeah because you didn't invent a computer an engineer did Science didn't invent a computer. An engineer invented a computer. An inventor invented a computer. Science is not the in the realm of inventing things very often or even discovering many things. Uh, so we'll be talking about that as well. And finally, it is completely useless as a discipline if you do not religiously worship truth. Science does not work, cannot work in any capacity without the religious worship of truth. And uh, we'll be discussing all of that here in just a bit. So the first one is the, um, my goodness, what, what do we got here? 52% of peer-reviewed science can't be reproduced. Uh, this is something that you won't see in school. Uh, you won't see on the news. No one will talk about this because it is the single most important discovery uh, revelation um, probably in the 20th century. Uh, this is astronomical i don't think and there's a strong reason why this is being hidden from everyone there's a reason why i repeat it so often is because this is absolutely uh devastating to the false religion of scientism that is occurring right now so uh, i'm going to pull this up for you in real time so you know that this isn't just oh i'm going to some crazy crazy conspiracy stuff or oh you're just going to some biased news source what we're going to do here is literally pull up Wikipedia 
you can go here for yourself check this out this is called the replication crisis also known as the replica uh, replicability crisis also known as the reproducibility crisis uh that is as of 2020 an ongoing methodological crisis okay this is ongoing right now this is straight from wikipedia guys this isn't some crazy conspiracy website um read this for yourself you can see that what i'm saying is true um, across the board 52 percent of studies cannot be reproduced uh over 50 percent of them could not be reproduced in psychology it gets even worse up to 80 percent of studies could not be reproduced what does that mean it means that these studies are all lies they have no validity and they are determining massive decisions that are being made in the world in regarding uh, finances economic decisions health decisions whether or not you should be stuck with a needle and have crap injected into you which i recommend not doing um, in the near future these are based on unscientific unreliable non factual sources called peer-reviewed science so when you hear someone appealing to science and its accuracy realize that they are less accurate than a coin flip when it comes to things you could literally make a coin flip decision and it would be more accurate than the scientific peer-reviewed research so that is the first reason that I um, go hard on this false religion that is occurring right now. They worship people. They have a priest class. They're the ones that wear coats. Um, when you see someone wearing a coat, that's their priest. And uh, they call them experts. And experts are the priest class. The second one is what I call Occam's Anvil. So this is the philosophical, complete, nonsensical belief system that uh, science has adopted recently. Uh, they didn't used to have this absolutely horrendous philosophical joke called Occam's Razor. And um, after implementing it, it's just been devastating to their ability to build, discover anything, catalog anything. It's just kind of made the whole science fall to crap. And what it boils down to is... There is a philosophical principle known as Occam's razor. And essentially what it means is when, uh, when you cannot figure out what the explanation is, the simplest explanation is usually correct. So it's this idea that go with the simplest explanation. Um, that's usually the one that is true. Now, that's a kind of potentially possibly useful theory that you could apply. Uh, the problem is it's not possible. It can't exist. That's why I call it Occam's anvil because uh, it would be like trying to shave rather than with a razor, but trying to shave with an anvil. It's not going to work. We don't know what the simplest answer is. We just know what we perceive to believe the simplest answer is. In fact, you can make most simple answers sound very complicated. Uh, if you want to see a person who's very good at overcomplicating simple things, go watch Jordan Peterson. Um, you know, it's not that hard to do. And um, that is the problem. You can't have Occam's razor. Humans aren't capable of that. What we call Occam's razor is called confirmation bias. It's where you think what you're what you believe the answer is to be is the simplest answer because it seems the simplest to you. That's the problem. 
So Occam's Anvil is a massive, massive problem in the soy boy science love community. And uh, one of the reasons why it is a cult and not um, valuable in any way. Now, the third point here is science does not create anything <laughs> or not anything, maybe rare, small exceptions here or there. Science doesn't create engineers and inventors create people who make things, build things, and grow things are not scientists. They are engineers. They are inventors. There is a separate group. Henry Ford invented the car. Tesla invented so many of the technologies we use today. Archimedes invented so many of the technologies we use today. And it was not science that invented them, but through experimentation and playing around with things and tinkering and the creative process and messing around, um, that is what creates, not the scientific method. So that's the third, uh, the, the third point. This is the fourth point here, my apologies. Uh, the fourth point is without logos, that means a worship of truth. If you don't worship the existence of truth religiously, and what I mean by that is you worship what is true, the nature of truth itself, what it means to be real, what is true and real and religiously worshiping it meaning that you would die rather than compromise on the truth um, if you don't have that core philosophical belief logos it with science without logos is just a marketing firm there is no value there's no accuracy to it it's all a lie uh science plus logos that's a different thing we'll talk about that in just a second here but if you do not worship truth and are willing to die for truth, then you immediately become vulnerable to corruption, bribery, political and economic manipulation. We've seen this throughout history. We've seen this happening right now. You may have heard of ClimateGate where you found out that the majority of climate science has been faked and falsified and the data is all uh, nonsense and was cherry picked to present a case that the world was uh, becoming warmer or colder based on whatever the corporation wanted them to say. Um, and in reality, uh, that there's not really any consensus either way. And by the way, science isn't based on consensus. It's supposed to be based on truth. So if you hear someone using those words, they're saying that they're lying to you. They're a liar. And so we have some uh, Times Magazine covers here just showing you. In the 1970s, 1977, Times was telling us how the Ice Age is coming and how we are going to die in the next 20 years. Um, in 2006, we have another headline here of how the ice caps are melting and all the polar bears are going to die. Um, if you go fast forward, you'll have that throughout this, we've had 15, 20 different cycles of uh, the world's going to freeze, the world is going to burn, the world's going to freeze, the world is going to burn, the world's going to freeze, the world's going to burn. The reason it changes is based on of which energy companies are donating money to the scientists at the time. So that's what we have, and that's what's called climate gate. So this is just one example of this. If you don't worship truth, and someone comes in with a big check and says, hey, can you get scientific studies that prove that my product's the best? Surprisingly, scientists will find evidence to support that your product is in fact the best. And so that is what you have going on right now. And um, that's why science is very unreliable right now. So science isn't all bad. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the final thing I want to talk away from here is 
it's not all bad it's just not a religion it's very useful in very specific cases aristotle invented science um he is the founder of it and aristotle created great things but if you try to use the square and shove it in all the circle holes you're going to have a bad time and that's what you're seeing happen here is where you're trying to insert science into the religious sector into the moral sector into the psychic realm um, and i mean that psychic as in the mental realm um that's where you find issues or even and then they start taking credit for things that they've never done science isn't responsible for most inventions what science is good at doing is improving existing things this is where science really really shines when someone has invented a really cool car henry ford pulled out a card and you know the, the thing was you know okay in the beginning it kind of worked scientists are able to then go in and say all right how can i how, how about we test 50 different wheels and we see which wheel is just a little bit better science really excels at these kinds of things um the second thing it's really great at is categorization uh for example the elements the the, the elements uh periodic table um the different classifications for um animals and and phylum things of that nature uh, it's also very good at cataloging things it's great for saying you know um hey we've had we've noticed that there is a fir tree in this area and it's been here for the last 50 years and we've noticed that there is uh 60 more trees than there was 20 years ago for example very very effective at that kind of uh for that kind of purpose and finally just document it's great for documenting the material realm of just letting you know like ah yes shrimp tend to show up on this shore and when they do a shrimp has this many legs this many antenna and so on and so forth hey super owl how's it going and so uh, very very good at documenting uh the material realm um in terms of ah the chemical composition of this is it's made up of carbon and it's made up of hydrogen and it's made up of uranium for example uh that's where science really does excel and that's important what they're doing with science when it's done correctly which is rare is they're documenting what is around us and what can be worked with what are the different properties the, they're essentially um analyzing criteria uh analyzing categorizing and cataloging the blocks of our minecraft existence if you think of the world as minecraft the scientists are the ones discovering uh not discovering i should say they don't really do much discovering analyzing um categorizing and cataloging the various minerals that are found by people and um, their various properties and uses and that's where science really shines if it goes outside of those bounds it's a complete crapshoot uh they, they don't have anything of value to contribute at all and so that is the four reasons why i say these things there are many other reasons uh not to mention these people right here as you can see the internet has figured that their kind out quite a long time ago um but the, this is why i prefer logos and what is predictive what does that mean what is logical what is true that's where i start as my foundation and then from there i ask is it predictive so I believe this is true because of logic, because of my personal experience, because of what I see, because of 
what happens in my world and then I believe that this will happen now does it actually happen that's where predictivity comes in I believe that I'm gonna wake up in the morning and because I have woken up in the past that's my rationale for it that's the experience that I've had I believe I will wake up tomorrow and I'll still be in this realm and whatnot and it is still experiencing the things that change here if I move my pen on this side of my table and I go to bed I believe my pen will still be there in the morning uh, outside of other forces moving it because that is what I've experienced in this realm um, that I've been around it and then I can wake up in the morning and see if that's predictive that is a much more useful and reliable way to approach most aspects of life um, science is good to pull out when you need to optimize and augment things categorize things in your area and um, the peer-reviewed element is very difficult to do if you don't have people that are you know devout religious christians or people who devoutly worship truth itself for example like an aristotle or a socrates or a plato um if you don't have that then god help you <laughs> and so that is the cult of scientism do not fall for it don't let people think it treat it like it's true it's not truth um don't let it hold you back. Don't think that you have to get a degree or some special qualification to start going out there and creating and inventing things. You can start doing that today, right now. Go find what other people are doing. There's journals put out in every field that inspires you of the most new, recent, and cool things. But also there's old journals. Go find electronic engineering manuals from the 1800s. Go find gardening manuals from the 15th century and see if you can recreate them with modern technologies. You'd be amazed at what you could recreate right now in your own home, on your own time, and have some really great experiences. And with that, we're going to uh, close up the stream here. We got some live wizard readings. If there's anybody looking to get a live wizard reading, now is the time to do it. Um, this is the place to be. And so if you'd like to get a live wizard reading, like and share the stream. That's how you qualify for that free live wizard reading. Or if you'd like to get a paid reading, you can go to paypal.me forward slash askwizard. Pay whatever you think a reading is worth. And of course, you can send your letters to P.O. Box 8888-1, Missoula, Montana, 59807. If you send me a letter, I will read it live on air. If you want me to, if not, you can let me know at the top by saying, do not read, and I will only read it to myself. All right. Super Owl says, I have been gone for a few months. I am sorry to hear that, Super Owl. I was gone for a few weeks, so uh, welcome back. I hope you enjoy the upgrades to the show. Um, I'm certainly enjoying them. I think that this is uh, quite a lot of fun. How are you doing? Did you want a reading, Super Owl? Let me know. Let me know. And if you have any questions or thoughts about the stream, I'd love to hear about them in the comments below. Um, this is a, I know this was a uh, deep one today uh, a lot of a little heavy on the science but uh, my goodness this is um, this is a time to be alive guys this is I think that I, I know this has been hard for a lot of people but this has been one of the best years of my life and I'm very very optimistic about the future uh, for the owls I'm not so optimistic about the future for people who are choosing to go against truth I feel that people who are opposing truth people who are opposing the nature of reality uh people who are cutting themselves off from life and uh what is good and beautiful and true um they're in for a rough time i don't think that's going to end well but if you are the kind of person who is choosing to live in truth 
to build, to create, to do what's good. Um, my goodness, we are in a, a future that is just unimaginably bright. I, I see so much change and transformation. And the more I study history, the more I realize just how little we've done as a species and how far we can still go. There's just so many great things that could be created that are lying right under the surface. And all we need is that inspiration of logos and truth to really get us up off our feet and start doing great things. And I think that's going to start with the owls. I, I really do. I think that as we continue to do this um, and we bring more and more awesome people in, we're going to start seeing some really incredible things coming out of this community. And I'm happy to be along for the ride as the wizard and uh, watch that happen and grow. And as support grows and as books grow and as letter support comes in, I think that there's the real possibility that we can start helping facilitate some of these things. Maybe we can put together projects and uh, send attention the way that it needs to go and start building our own futures because no one's going to build your future for you. Um, well, that's not true. If you don't build your own future, if you don't choose to take ownership of your own life, someone will build a future, build a future for you. And that future is not going to be nice. It's going to be a machine that is designed to extract as much value from you as possible and keep you just happy enough to squirt by so that you can feel just good enough to wake up again and do the whole rote trap all over again. That's what the future holds for you if you let someone else build your future. Reject it. Don't choose that. And if you've fallen for that trap, get out. Now is the time. You can get out. You're still free. You can still escape. At any age, any time, anywhere, you can escape. Reject it and say, I'm going to build my own life. I'm going to build my own future. I'm going to build my own world. And never in human history that I can recognize has that been more possible than it is right now. Um, with the access to technology that is giving us information on farming, um, energy, electrical engineering, uh, the ability to, access, to create your own home, food, water, power, uh, communities. This never has been around. Never. You'd have to have been a trillionaire king to have access to, you know, Solomon level materials to have access to the power of knowledge and information and wealth of resources uh, that you have today for free in your pocket. Well, maybe not for free. Maybe, what, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month. These are great times to be alive, boys and girls. And uh, I'm really happy to be alive with you guys during these times because um, I think that we're in for some really, really amazing stuff. I think there will be darkness. I think there will be hard times ahead. I think that there will be pain. But uh, for the people who live their life truthfully and in a way that is uh, creating the beautiful, the good, and the true, I think your future is looking very, very bright. And so uh, with that, I think we'll close up the stream. I didn't see any readings come on in. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed. And you can support the stream at paypal.me forward slash askawizard. And you can send letters to P.O. Box 8881, Missoula, Montana, 59807. We read those live on air. Um, unless you don't want them to, just write at the top, do not read on stream, and I will not. Um, and you can send support there as well. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you guys all tomorrow, same place, same time, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Pacific Coast time. Have a good evening, and I'll talk to you all later. Peace.